Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey you. Yes you, passionate sports fan. If you'll give me less than 60 seconds, I want to tell you how you can start making as much as six figures per year and do it all around your passion for sports. Hi there, my name is Jim Parsons, and I know there are at least 14 different methods sports fans can use to start earning a solid income off of their love of sports, and I want to show you the system I've created that will start allowing you to profit from your love of the game and turn your favorite hobby into a profitable side hustle. Let's take you from being a hobbyist to a professional sports fan and show you how to make money in an industry you love. Go to sportssidehustle.com, that's sportssidehustle.com, and download my free startup guide. I'll explain to you the four fundamentals that you need to get started and then show you where to go if you want to learn more. Hey, the athletes don't need to be the only ones making money off of sports. Go to sportssidehustle.com today and let's get started. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Sportster Show brought to you by thesportster.com. My name is Jim Parsons. I'm going to be joined by Norman Quarrington in a minute here. This show is all about the latest news, the buzz, the speculation, the hot topics in the world of professional wrestling, both WWE and AEW. We're going to be talking a little bit about CM Punk and what's going on with his situation, the elite and the tease on AEW Dynamite. Are they returning? Are they disappearing? What's happening with that exactly? We're going to talk about some returns in WWE, Nikki Cross, Baron Corbin, and their new gimmicks, their new looks, their new push in WWE. We're going to talk about that a little bit. A little bit about Uncle Howdy, we assume is Uncle Howdy. He showed up on a Bray Wyatt vignette recently, and we don't know this character being introduced to it for the first time, but who is it? What is it? We're going to talk about that a little bit too. And then we're going to touch on WWE Crown Jewel. We'll get a first look at some of the matches that have been finalized for that card coming up here right away. We'll make some early predictions, you know, just getting our beak wet a little bit here for that pay-per-view. So that is this edition of the Sports Show. We hope that you enjoy. Please do us a favor download subscribe share this with others give us a five-star rating on apple Podcasts. we would greatly appreciate it enjoy the show everybody (laughs) 
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, another edition of the Sports Show brought to you by thesports.com. My name is Jim Parsons, as always, with Norman Corrington on the other side of the microphone. Norman, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, I wanted to put the show together, but I wasn't exactly sure what we should talk about because Monday Night Raw wasn't terribly eventful. I mean, it was okay. Mm-hmm. There was a return and a gimmick change a little bit. AEW, we saw a few little things happen, but more things in AEW news happened outside of Dynamite on Wednesday. So I figured we would run through a few different uh, topics in the world of professional wrestling. Some of the hot button news items, the rumors, some speculation. We'll focus that on today's show and then talk a little bit of crown jewel you cool that yeah that works for me man yeah i mean there's not like you know normally we talk about specific things that have actually happened on on shows but i feel like like, yeah like you said this week it was this week's been not super super eventful but we do have some um some interesting reports no no nothing concrete for some of this stuff but definitely some interesting and intriguing reports for sure yeah, nothing major in the world of like huge developments. Nobody's been fired. Nobody's been hired. Nobody's been, you know, whatever. But there's a lot of rumblings going on behind the scenes. So we're going to kind of chat about that. Maybe the biggest of which is the CM Punk news. Uh, there's been a few reports regarding CM Punk. Basically, uh, just a very quick, let's get up to it, sort of revamp uh, background story here. CM Punk had an issue at All Out, went at a media scrum. Kind of made everybody look really weird. Then went backstage and apparently fought with guys from the elite. So they were all suspended. CM Punk, Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, among others. Uh, A-Steel was released just recently from AEW. There is now speculation that the elite, Kenny Omega and Matt and Nick Jackson, are on their way back to AEW. We don't know that for sure. It's not confirmed, but that's what we're hearing. And there's also rumblings that perhaps AEW is looking to buy out the rest of the contract of CM Punk and that maybe he won't be back with AEW. Then yesterday it was reported, I'm not sure who exactly had it, Wrestling Inc., I think had it, that CM Punk was really mad at All Out because of the fact that when they stormed the dressing room, and this is all allegedly, the dog, his dog Larry, was the one who took the brunt of the punishment, lost a couple teeth and all of this. So that's why he was so mad. So there's a lot going on with CM Punk here. So my first question is going to be, one, if the elite is coming back, Kenny Omega, Matt, and Nick Jackson, and CM Punk is not coming back, is that the right decision in your eyes? Um, I don't. I think that's. I mean, that's a really tough question. I mean, yeah, I think in if if it has to be one or the other, you know, if it has to be either the elite or CM Punk, then I think you probably do have to go with the elite because that's three wrestlers uh instead of one wrestler uh and it's also just three guys that are a little bit more in their in their prime i suppose uh at the moment so i mean so yeah if it, if it's a, if it's a, a binary you know choice then i think that's probably the the right call i think ultimately i think uh you know the the best um outcome would be if there could be some kind of resolution um and 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 reconciliation uh, to keep you know to keep all the fans happy and and maybe turn this into some sort of uh, you know on-screen angle at some point but um, yeah yeah I guess it's if it's if Punk's getting bought out and the, the Elite are coming back and that was the only uh, option available then yeah I guess it makes sense yeah and I suppose it depends on why you want CM Punk back like there is talk that he was a draw and he was a big you know, revenue generator for the company. Mm. But there's also talk that they just simply don't want him to go to WWE. And if they were to buy out his contract, that's the big concern 
for me, I can't see that happening. I have mm-hmm. no idea what Triple H would want to go anywhere near CM Punk. I think that ship has sailed in WWE. Yes, they'll always look at opportunities to, you know, bring in a huge surprise, maybe make some money. But I don't think WWE sees Phil Brooks, CM Punk, as worth the trouble. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think they like him anymore. I don't think he likes them very much. I can't imagine why a Triple H, who's bringing back other people, would even bother with this after seeing what's happened in AEW. I don't know why you'd do it. So I don't mm. think if I'm Tony Khan in AEW that I'm necessarily worried that CM Punk is going to go to WWE. Also, probably under the impression, because only Tony Khan really knows how much they paid CM Punk, that he's going to want the same kind of money in WWE or something close to it, even with a buyout in his back pocket. So I wouldn't be worried about that. Now, mm. the question is, do you want him back for your own monetary reasons? And is AEW better off with CM Punk? Maybe I'm in the minority here. I don't think so. I don't like mm. CM Punk. I don't like what he's done for AEW. I don't like the, the direction that the company is headed since the moment he arrived. I think the elite, Kenny Omega and Matt and Nick Jackson are conceded on their own, but I think they have their best interests of AEW at heart at all times. I do not think CM Punk does. I think mm. CM Punk is out for CM Punk, and it's always been that way. And the very friendly banter that he had when he first arrived was just smoke screen for the real CM Punk and we're learning who that is now do I feel bad for the dog of course I feel bad for the dog would I be mm-hmm. upset if I was the dog's owner yes I would but mm-hmm. I don't think that changes who CM Punk is and I think CM Punk is an asshole so mm-hmm. that's the deal I don't know mm-hmm. do you want him back in AEW mm-hmm. I'm not if I'm Tony Khan I'm going yeah. like you with the elite I'm going Kenny Omega and Matt and Nick Jackson <laughs> and I'm hoping those three don't run to WWE if I don't bring them back because I guarantee you Triple H would look at all three of those guys yeah, I mean, that's the big concern, right? I think there's a bigger uh, Triple H is more likely to look at those three than he is at Punk. I still think, um, and you're right, CM Punk is an asshole. Um, I, I, I still just think that there's, I don't know, I, he, he, I mean, he's obviously difficult to work with. Um, I think sometimes he, he does have some very legitimate grievances and doesn't allow them to sort of, wash over him uh like a lot of his his peers and, and predecessors were willing to um you know i think he's a lot i think he kind of had he um yeah he's he's selfish but in a in a way that i think he's sort of more he's more selfish from a sort of like labor rights standpoint you know um so yeah i don't i i can't see and yeah and, and what, what you were saying about him going back to to WWE, I I still I don't think that it is that unlikely. Honestly, I can I can still foresee a situation where he goes back. When you look at the list of of people that have that have uh, made amends with WWE, that I think they've they've brought they've brought way more problematic people back into the fold than CM Punk. The money thing, I don't know. I think I, I could see them doing it just to get just to you know just to annoy AEW, but. Um, yeah, I mean, if he's if he's if he's this is how he bows out. That's a sad way to go out, but you know, uh, if it has to happen, it has to happen. Okay, let me ask you this: though. is Triple H the same as Vince McMahon? Like we know, Vince McMahon has forgiven, and I don't know if he's forgotten, but he has forgiven, and he's brought people back in the past. Triple H seems like from everything we're hearing from people backstage, they like the environment better, that he's more easy to talk to, that he cares a little bit more about the people. Although we've seen Vince McMahon have some really strong relationships with some of his megastars. Um, is Triple H as forgiving, though? You know, like we talk to McMahon, what's best for business, and he's brought people back that he can't stand. But with Triple H, 
like, I don't know if he would, like, I really don't know the answer to that question. Like if, from what I, we understand and what we've heard and rumblings, whether they're true or not, him and CM Punk do not get along. Like they are right. not, they are not friendly at the, yeah. at the best. They don't like each other. Mm-hmm. So why would triple H like, does he really want to do that? Does he really think he's that big of a difference maker? Is CM Punk that big of a difference maker? Like the, the draw that he came in with in AEW was obviously you can't ignore it, but how long did it last? Like it was really quick to fade away. And I just wonder if that draw continues, if the storyline of CM Punk returning to wrestling is now done. If how much do you get, how much mileage can you get out of CM Punk coming back to WWE? I don't know, man. Cause I don't know. I just see, um, I mean, look, I, I think that that they I would have said that about Goldberg before they brought Goldberg back and they must be getting something out of that because they've they've, you know, it's still going on. Um, True. There's a couple of other guys like that. I mean, I don't think Triple H gets I, I, I sure I don't think he gets on with with Punk, but I think there's a few other guys that he hasn't gotten on with in real life and has been able to to work with. Um, I mean, and look, they just he the I think the only kind of. The, the most recent example we have of him being prepared to bring back, um, you know, not necessarily problematic, but people who have uh, parted ways with WWE on on sour terms and then slandered, you know, or you know, dragged the company through the mud verbally in the aftermath is is you know, Carl Anderson and 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 Doc Gallows who are back in the fold at the moment. Good point. Um, much to the chagrin, it seems like, of New Japan, who. Um, put out a statement today not just not to get uh, you know sidetracked here but new japan put out a statement today about the carl the anderson situation because obviously he is technically the current um the current uh never openweight champion and today new japan just put out a statement saying that if uh, he doesn't fulfill his obligation to defend the openweight championship then um then he's going to have to relinquish the title. I will say the, I don't know if you saw this, Jim, if you saw this statement that New Japan put out, it's very, it's very uh, interestingly worded in a way that makes it seem like the whole thing could be a work. But um, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's very interesting. Well, I wonder if it is because the follow-up to that is that Carl Anderson said he will not relinquish the title. Right. Right. So do you, if you're really like, if you're happy in WWE, you've got your contract, you're going to Saudi Arabia, you're making big bucks you're doing all that stuff and you've chosen this over new Japan. Why not just give it up? Right. Why yeah. not just say, Oh yeah, I hear, you know, I get it. Like I can't fulfill my obligation. Here you go. Do your thing. But he's playing right into this whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. There's definitely some, yeah, there's definitely some, there's definitely something going on here in a way that's kind of pretty interesting, I think. Yeah. And there's been talk that these two companies want to work together and I could see at least triple H has been rumored to be that guy where he's got a lot of, aspirations to work with other companies that maybe Vince mm-hmm. McMahon didn't have in the past. When we talk about differences between these two people, Triple H seems way more open to it. Um, so New Japan and WWE wouldn't shock me at all. And if uh, if that's where they're starting here, and this is the beginnings of that, and maybe that explains a little bit why the OC uh, was you know brought in, although there it goes dates way back to how long they were. Yeah. Anyway, with the CM Punk stuff, I am very curious to see where this goes. It won't shock. No result here is going to shock me. Like mm. if he's bought out of AEW, won't shock me. If he mm-hmm. doesn't go back to WWE because they're like, we have no interest in doing any business with you whatsoever, won't shock me. If mm-hmm. he ends up going back to WWE, won't shock me. Like mm-hmm. there's just so many ways that this could go that I won't be surprised anymore. Mm. But- and I mean, look, look, the ratings haven't exactly tanked since he's been off screen. Um, I guess the proof of the pudding is going to be, um, you know, whether or not the next pay-per-view gets as many buys um, because I don't, they haven't actually had a pay-per-view uh, since he 
you know, since that was all out was the last pay-per-view, right. Where everything went down. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I guess if that, if that's, if there's a significantly lower buy rate, if he's not on that card, which obviously he's probably not going to be, and there's a significantly lower buy rate than all out, then, um, you know, maybe, maybe some, um, opinions are going to change but yeah i guess we'll find out and it's going to be it's going to be very exciting isn't it yeah well and they talk about how happy people are or happier i don't know if happy is the word because there's still reports from people like eddie kingston that there's major egos backstage in AEW and all that stuff but we've heard that it's been a little better since cm punk is gone now having said that the elite have also been gone kenny omega matt and nick jackson have also been out of the question or out of the equation so that leads me to the next thing I don't know which of these four is responsible for some of the backstage issues. If any of those four are responsible for all of this, but there was a teaser on dynamite this week with the elite Kenny Omega, those guys narrating what looked to be their belief and their want to help AEW to change the industry, to put something forward. But every time they were writing or saying something, the whole Thanos Avengers, you know, blipped into non-existence thing crossed over their video. And it was a weird teaser, right? It was kind Mm. of like a, what's going on here? Is this a storyline? Are these guys coming back? Is this, and some fans took it to say, this is their way of erasing them from AEW, mm-hmm. which I don't think that's what's going on at all. But what did you get out of that little teaser for fans that don't know? They showed like a two minute video. And every time Matt and Nick Jackson or Kenny Omega showed up, they just disintegrated, right? Mm-hmm. As if they were being erased from AEW altogether, uh, which I'm believing is probably leading to some sort of takeover storyline of some kind where they're like mm-hmm. coming in and going, look, we were the ones that wanted to build this. It is us that created AEW. None of you. I wonder if this is like some sort of heel return, right? Where mm-hmm. they feel like they were shafted and wrongfully blamed mm-hmm. for what happened. And they're coming back pissed and they're coming mm-hmm. back to take names and whatever. I don't know. What do you see this as? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good theory. Um, I mean, either way, it's definitely it's that they're certainly acknowledging some certainly this is the the starting to actually acknowledge some of the behind the scenes stuff, albeit very sort of vaguely uh, on on screen. So, you know, that's that's interesting and and a good sign. And I think, yeah, I think their return, I think they probably served their little their suspension or whatever. Um, And they, you know, they're EVPs. So I think they're just on their way back and and it was probably easier to to reprimand those guys and just tell them to sort of chill out for a few for you know chill out for a couple months while they while stuff uh while they sort stuff out and then now they're now they which much easier to do that for them three than it is for cm punk um so yeah i think yeah i'm sure they'll be back on screen very back on our screens very soon yeah i mean just doesn't it make sense though like these guys were evps They were given a lot of responsibility early on. We can shift the storyline to say, hey, look how this has sort of fallen apart under your guidance and your, you know, management, whatever you're, you want to call it. And they, they might feel, oh yeah, okay. You just, you get rid of us. The second, like Brian Danielson or punk or John, or these other guys come in, we're no longer as relevant for you. I could see why they would be for storyline reasons, upset by that. Right. And you're like, we help you build this thing. And then you just shove us off. Like we don't mean anything. And that we're like garbage that you can toss away. It makes a lot of sense to me to do that. My only Mm -hmm. question, I guess, is if you try to bring them back as baby faces, and this sounds really silly to say this, but when you have this narrative that this dog of CM Punk's got hurt and it might've been them that was responsible for that. No fan's going to side. They always side with the animal. Right. right? Everybody sides with the pet. 
Like that's just how do you how do you return those guys as baby faces if people see them as you know people who hurt an innocent dog? I mean, look, the conspiracy theorists will say that this is CM Punk's camp attempting to sabotage the the elites. Uh, you know much anticipated AEW television return so uh they, they just lied and said that um the dog was injured as a result of uh uh the, the jack the, the jackson brothers actions um but yeah you're, you're right there i mean if i i guess i don't i wonder i wonder if we'll ever if we'll ever find out what actually happened i think there's going to be conflicting stories for for years to come on on, on podcasts and everything um yeah i don't know this is know. such a good dark side of the ring. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Vice would have a heyday with this. Don't you think like this is, this is a whole season worth of stuff between Vince yeah. McMahon, the elite Sam punk, everything. Like this is a whole season of mm-hmm. dark side of the ring. It's awesome. It's been, a, it's been a wild year for the world of wrestling. That's for sure. Yeah. It's been crazy. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about a few returns in WWE. Uh, Nikki cross comes back. On Monday Night Raw, I say Nikki Cross because it is no longer Nikki A.S.H. She has ditched the superhero or almost superhero gimmick, but she's not quite back as the old sanity Nikki Cross. She's some sort Mm -hmm. of a hybrid between the two. She's got like this. I know that she was being made fun of a little bit on social media, looking like a Backstreet Boy, but she's got like this blazer fancy. It's kind of a weird look for Cross. They're going with something different, obviously. Uh, she comes back and attacks uh, a handful of people. So I'm assuming she's a heel, but I don't know that for sure. Mm. What did you think when you saw that? And it closed raw. Now that I'm trying to take anything away from Nikki Cross, but mm. that was the big sell at the end of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. A Monday Night Raw that did not have a ton of star power on it. Mm-hmm. They thought Nikki Cross's return would do it. And yeah. showed that it did not. So what did you make of her return? What she looks like and why WWE chose to do that at the end there? Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like that final, the, the closing moments of Raw hasn't always been like you know certainly during the Attitude Era, Raw always ended with the most bonkers part of the show, right? To get you tuning into next week. I feel like since it went to three hours, I feel like that hasn't necessarily been always been the case because I think they know that there's a big drop off in that third hour. So they, I think they normally put the big cliffhanger, the big, the big sort of uh, top top of the card storyline in that at, at the uh, end of that second hour um so yeah i'm not so it being it being it closing the show i guess is 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 just whatever i think obviously triple h likes nikki nikki cross he has put a lot of faith in her uh, in nxt um and so yeah i'm not surprised that now now that he's running the show we're seeing some of his some of his sort of favorites um be you know put into more prominent on-screen positions I guess the look was inevitable. Like she's has to, she couldn't, she had to change up the look a little bit, um, even from the sanity thing to get away from that. Um, I'm glad she's not Nikki ASH anymore. I thought that they had, they kind of had something with that for a little while. And then I don't think they capitalized on it. Uh, and um, after that, it was just rubbish. So they, yeah, I'm glad they pulled the plug on that, but yeah, it's good to have her back. Cause I think she's, I think she's kind of an asset to that roster. I think, you know, she's a little different. She's not like everyone else, everybody else on that roster. Yeah. And you know, the only thing on. I'm worried about in seeing what she looks like, and we'll have to give it time because it's too early to tell at this point is that she might blend in with 
some of the other stars here. Like you say, she is different, and I totally mm-hmm. agree with you. She's unique. Mm-hmm. She's got an interesting personality. She can pull off a lot of things that other women probably cannot pull off character-wise, mm-hmm. but they're bringing her back in a way that almost looks like they're trying to mesh her in with some of these other right. styles and, and dress codes and all this other stuff with the other women. I just don't know if that's the wisest decision. Like, yeah. you have an asset here who is very unique, and mm-hmm. you're not treating her unless it's like she's unique. So it'll be interesting to see what she does on Monday because if she comes out and she cuts a, a promo or she does something else that separates her from the pack. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll have all the time in the world for it, but I just wonder the way they've got her dressed. Like she's trying to be fancy, even though she's also sort of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's an interesting twist. Speaking of people, I did not like the way that they returned Baron Corbin. I love mm-hmm. he's working with JBL. Love it. Mm-hmm. I think those two are perfect, but I just can't believe that WWE did not grab the low hanging fruit here. Like, they absolutely could have had Baron Corbin be the next JBL hat mm. suit limo money. I mean, he had all the money, right? He was happy Corbin. He'd won all this money. So mm-hmm. he was rich. Like mm-hmm. that's what JBL was. He was a rich, conceited business entrepreneur, you know, corporate, whatever that treated everybody like garbage because they had all this money. <laughs> Why would you not do that with Baron Corbin? I just, I can't believe that they brought him back with JBL, who is mm. fantastic on the mic. He is putting everyone over. He's so good at it. Mm. You can get that crowd and just turn them on the on a dime. But and Barrett Corbin's good at it too. Like he he absolutely can cut a promo. He's a good in ring worker. He's a big dude. He's a he's got to me the potential to be what I didn't think JBL would be when he first turned into that JBL gimmick, and he then went on to main event SmackDown and have a massive title run. Mm. I mm-hmm. think Baron Corbin has that in him. I think he could be that annoying heel that you just love to hate and yeah. run your brand as the top heel and th- not with this dress, not with the way they're keeping him in the same outfit, barely yeah. changing anything. And well, just, the new, the new gear is, is, is awful. It's hideous. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's not a good look. It doesn't, it doesn't complement his, his physique and his, his, his sort of um, vibe at all. Um, you know, pairing him with, I will say, I think I, obviously I, 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 I like, um, JBL like as an on-screen character. Yeah. Um, pairing Baron Corbin, I feel like they're, I don't know, maybe they, I, I agree with you that maybe, yeah, there, there were better things they could, if they are going to pair, um, Corbin with JBL, then they're probably, there were, there were definitely better things, better like ideas they could have gone with. I think we're a little bit too late on in Corbin's you know, we're a little bit too far into this Baron, the Baron Corbin experiment to be, to be um, trying to get him over by pairing him with a legend. You know, it it just doesn't, um, it just doesn't seem. Uh, I don't know. I it just, it just doesn't. I just don't think that he that, that Corbin even really like needs that. I think he's he's got. I think he's got enough uh, attributes to stand on his own. And um, if you are going to use someone like JBL to to get someone over, then maybe maybe a younger like a, some someone someone young and up and coming from nxt um yeah yeah i mean i, I i'm with you in a way i i do honestly i think for sure it would have worked i think if you have jbl even as jbl the investor like if he only comes on for a few weeks and then he says look you're my guy i believe in you i'm in, i know you have money i'm investing more money in you i'm investing in your look i'm investing in your brand i'm investing in your attitude i'm investing in this this and then jbl disappears and corbin sort of takes over the role that jbl used to fulfill and he becomes mm-hmm. the next jbl which is what he's saying he's the modern day version of mm-hmm. the wrestling god jbl mm-hmm. why 
I don't love it when they copycat stuff, but this is mm. the perfect time to do it if you're going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. This is absolutely the time to just recycle that gimmick. And yeah. Corbin could have done it. So I don't know why they didn't do it. I don't know where this is going. I, I like JBL as a, as a character. I don't know about him as a person so much. There's a lot of stuff about him that maybe people don't love so much, but as a heel character, he's awesome, right? And yeah. he's exactly what Baron Corbin could be. So it's it's quite interesting that they chose to go. It's almost like they took him off TV for a few weeks and said, we need to repackage you, and then kind of didn't. Yeah, I feel you. like, eh, we don't know. We'll bring you back. Yeah. Right? Uh, who knows? What do you think is this Uncle Howdy? I think that's mm-hmm. who it is, right? Like mm-hmm. the, all these Bray Wyatt vignettes that we're watching, he comes back, he delivers a promo more like a Wyndham Rotunda than a Bray Wyatt, but he's mm-hmm. talking personally about himself and his struggles. And then we see the mask come on. And in the latest video that they showed on SmackDown, there's a guy at the end of it with a big blonde kind of circusy mustache or a vaudeville sort of mustache, a big hat with what I think might be you know barbed wire or some sort of black crownish thing about. And he says, "Howdy!" And he's we assume it's this Uncle Howdy character that WWE is trademarked. Do you have any clue, any guesses as to who and what this is? Uh, I don't. Um... And I know in your piece, uh, when you wrote about this for the site, there was, I guess, maybe some people were speculating that it could could be Tyler Bateman. Um, that would be, I would be very surprised by that, but I'd be pleasantly surprised by that because I'm a, I, I, I really, in, I like Tyler Bateman. I think he's, uh, I think he's a really um, engaging uh, uh, presence, and I think, yeah, I think I, I could see him filling a role in WWE, WWE for sure, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who 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 else. What else are people saying? Uh, who else are people saying it could be? I, I well, I there's a lot of connection to Ring of Honor. Uh, that you know, Tyler Bateman's kind of got the look uh, yeah. with the skinny sort of cheekbones pushed in, which looks like. The, I mean, this could be a mask. It could be a real face. It's hard to tell from the vignette, but Bateman's kind of got that look, and he's got the mustache going for him already. Um, there's talk that. You know, it could be Vincent from ROH. He's kind of named the Horror King. Could be Dutch, who's a member of the Righteous. And right. then there's even talk that it could be Barry Wyndham. Yeah, right. I would be shocked by that because the how old's Barry Wyndham now? Like, yeah, he's. I mean, yes, he's related, it, it, loosely or what have you. But I don't know. I mean, I guess the blonde and the hair and stuff, which is kind of what Barry Wyndham's old look was. But this this face doesn't look old to me. Like it. It seems like it's a. I don't know. It could and be a lot of makeup. Too. Barry Wind is Barry, Wind, Barry Windham is Bray, is Bray White's uncle, right? Yes. His uncle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, well, I mean, there you go. I guess if it's Uncle Howdy, that could make sense. But I don't know that. Uh, I don't. I wasn't expecting a a Barry Windham TV return in 2022. To be honest, no. With you. <laughs> no. You could go a million ways. That I mean, I would more expect Mike Rotunda, who was IRS, who is mm-hmm. Windham Rotunda, Barry White's Barry White's dad. I would be more expecting that return than I would Barry Windham. Like mm. Barry Windham was a legend in his time as part of the horseman and all that other stuff. But I don't know where you make the connection. Like I just, I, other than the fact that he's related, I don't know yeah. where, where he fits and whatever it is that Wyatt is doing. But yeah, I think, I just wonder if there's a, uh, like we talked about new Japan and triple H and you know, the, if there's a desire for triple H to start a, wedge his way into some of these relationships that AEW has or that he's wanted these relationships before AEW had them and Ring of Honor's on his on his bucket list of people to yeah. work with. Right? I mean I don't know I don't think he can work with Ring of Honor because Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor, but he can definitely um 
yeah. I think some of those contract, I think some of the, some of that roster is in is definitely in limbo, and I, I actually they may not even technically have a roster right now. So I think if there if there's definitely some people he wants to poach prior to uh, Tony Khan attempting to set up any weekly t- Ring of Honor TV show. Right. Then, yeah, I mean, Bateman would certainly be pretty high up on that list, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yes. that's, that's that's pretty good. Shout. Work with Ring of Honor was the wrong term. Work with some of the people in Ring of Honor right, that yeah. were with Ring of Honor uh, mm-hmm. because we don't really know what some of their contract status is. They've been just shuffling guys from AEW over there. Um, right. So I feel like what they did, I feel like Tony Khan signed a few of those Ring of Honor guys to AEW contracts. And it, and I, I but I don't believe anybody is actually on a Ring of Honor contract at the moment. Uh, yeah, because didn't they let everybody go or say all their contracts would be terminated at the end of the year or something? Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Not by EW. It was uh, this, I think Sinclair maybe did right that prior to something. Tony Khan buying it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, last bit of uh, information we should probably chat about here, and we might get a chance to do this before the pay per view next Saturday. Uh, is Crown Jewel coming up? Uh, the card is starting to shape itself out. Obviously, the main event is Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. They've really been pushing Logan Paul. He's been working with Shawn Michaels, getting ready for his in-ring match with the GOAT, as he's been calling him, the head of the table, tribal chief, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I can't see Logan Paul winning this, but Mm -hmm. they sure are trying to make us believe it's possible, right? Mm -hmm. The one punch that shook the world or whatever he's calling it. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know. Let's early prediction. Do you have? Do you think there's any chance Logan Paul? Walks Not really. I mean, Ronda Rousey thinks Ronda Rousey thinks that Logan know, that's should crazy. win. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of see where she's coming from because nobody's expecting it. But if you did everything that nobody was expecting, then wrestling would be pretty unwatchable most of the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't even really. I I I don't. This this isn't. I I, I don't know how much. Maybe this was already in the works before Triple H took over. Um. You know, Logan Paul's only had one, two, two professional, two, yeah, two, two, two actual yeah. matches in WWE. Yeah, and I so so for him to be getting a, a shot at the the company's major main prize, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it does the the title any justice, and I, I I feel like it's kind of a bit of a a spit in the face of um you know a, a lot of people on that roster that that do work do work have been working hard every day for you know 10 years or whatever not that i don't think logan paul is is you know not that not that i don't think logan paul is like you know talented and um seems to have some obviously is quite a naturally gifted person um but yeah i just don't think he's put in the work just yet to be getting a title shot on a sort of major major pay-per-view um so yeah i think i, I yeah i think i think roman's gonna win and I, he should win yeah, I, I think Roman wins this thing. Where I will disagree with you a little bit is I think the roster probably sees these crown jewel events and the crossover appeal of someone like a Logan Paul, and they're they're okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they understand it's like, look, this isn't a normal WrestleMania. This isn't, and even WrestleMania has become a lot of that, right? And and mm. celebrities have come in and they've done a good job. And I will admit, I'm impressed with Logan Paul, like the his athletic ability and how he's been able to pick up the industry. Yeah, he's not working full time or anything like that, but. He is quite, you know, gifted at actually pulling off this stuff. And mm-hmm. I think WWE is selling this more as a Logan versus Roman match, not mm-hmm. a WWE title match. I think right. they've worked it in and saying, oh, wouldn't it be something if you walked away? But I think it's only people like Ronda Rousey and others who have just sort of put the belts in the equation here. I think this is mm-hmm. more about Logan versus Roman and, you know, the the social media guy versus the the guy on the best run in modern wrestling history, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's the market ability of this match to me. Um, I don't know. You could be right. 
could be a lot of the wrestlers mm. are thinking this is not fair. Uh, I mean, I would, I would be okay with it if Logan Paul being on the card means that the show makes more money and then everyone else gets paid more. Right. Like if I'm Sami Zayn or someone, for example, like or you know Kevin Owens or whoever, if if my if my pay if my paycheck for this for this event. Actually, no, those two probably won't be on the show, will they? <laughs> well, no, they, Kevin always doesn't want to go and Sammy doesn't go for religious reasons. Right, but yeah. Sammy's into a good example because he has fully embraced working with these people, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's come in and worked with Logan Paul. Even guys like The Miz have done it. Like they understand what these people coming in mean to the wrestling industry because it gives them new opportunities to branch out. It gives them opportunities to flex their creativity muscles. It's it gives them chances to do stuff. And look at what Sami Zayn's done with it. I mean, this is a guy who all of a sudden is the hottest thing in wrestling right now. And only because he's found a way to do it without actually having, he's a fantastic wrestler, but he has not had to show it. He's, yeah. he's been such a good character. He's been such a good sidekick and he's been such a good foil for some of these people mm-hmm. that he's super popular. Like, mm-hmm. so there's, you got to embrace this stuff, right? Cause if you don't, you don't get to be the next Sami Zayn. Yeah, like that. I hope that these wrestlers are seeing it that way and mm-hmm. going, man, oh, man, like I could do what Sami Zayn just did. Look at how big I could be. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. that's where it all started for him. Right. Yeah. It all started with being able to and willing to work with these celebrities. Uh, so, OK, we're both picking Roman Reigns. OC mm-hmm. and Judgment Day. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Judgment Day on this one, although I think OC is pretty new. and You might want to give them the win here, but mm-hmm. I don't know where are you going with this one. Yeah, it's a tough one because it's like you got the new, well, not new, but you got returning guys who don't like, you know, who famously don't like to lose uh, IRL. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I feel like Judgment Day can't really afford another, you know, another defeat. Um, but I also can't see the, see the OC losing. But yeah, so I, I, you know what? I can't, I can't even, I can't choose. I'm going to go <laughs> for a judge. I'm going to say Judgment Day, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I the only reason that you could give it to the OC one because they're new and two because Dominic just picked up a big win over AJ Styles, right? So if mm-hmm. if, if Dominic then loses to AJ Styles, but then I could make the argument again that if Dominic beats AJ twice, then he's really got that heel heat, right? Which is yeah. he's maybe the top heel in the company right now. He's just been so booed and it's been mm-hmm. awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, steel cage match: Drew McIntyre, Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross wins the last one with help from Scarlet. I'm going with Drew McIntyre on this one. I think mm-hmm. this is going to be based on an interview that Kieran Cross did. I think this is going to be big. Like, I think this is going to be nasty. Right. Something about this match. I think that both of them are going to be like, this is our finish. And yeah. we've got to go out with a bang here. Yeah. Hopefully so I'm going it's with better. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I'm going to go with Drew too. And hopefully it's better than their last match, which was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. If Kieran Cross needs that breakout performance. Mm, yeah right. even like if he, he loses if he has a good yeah. if he puts in a good shift even if he loses it won't matter basically in fact he might do better by putting in a massive performance and losing right yeah, like exactly, yeah. that if he really shows up if he he balls out the whole way and he ends up losing it's still it'll be just as effective as he, if he wins yeah. right yeah those are the only official matches listed on the card other than brock lesnar and, and bobby lashley i don't know why i skipped over that one yeah um, I, I think the money would say lesnar but i actually would prefer it if lashley won i'm sure lesnar wouldn't mind putting lashley over too but um yeah yeah i wouldn't mind if lashley won but i think brock will probably go over and then i believe we also i think we might have braun Strowman versus omas as well yeah uh, i think that's it's not a from what i can see it's not officially listed but it might be now right, uh, i know okay. that they talked about it and he right. did he did throw out the challenge and mvp accepted on omas's behalf so uh, yeah, uh, that's an interesting one because a couple giants and I don't know who Triple H is siding with here. 
right? Yeah, I like, don't know what to brought do. Strowman back, but Omos was the giant before, and I don't know. Like I'm going with Strowman because I don't think you want him to lose to Omos, but right. and this is his first. Is this his first match back or it's Well, not his first, his first match so much, but yeah. it's like his first major pay per view match. Right? Yeah. Right? I think Braun's probably going to win here, and I think this. I think the Saudi Arabia crowd was going to eat this one up. Personally, I think they they'll love these two massive think- giants. I think we're going to see Mustafa Ali and Seth Rollins. I don't know if that's official yet, but the way that they've been building Monday Night Raw, um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that's probably a match that we're going to see as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, Norman, I appreciate it. That was kind of fun just talking about all the news and rumors and what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. We will obviously, if we can, have one more show prior to uh, Crown Jewel, and maybe we'll have a better idea what the card looks like. And we'll have maybe more news on the Elite and CM Punk and where all this is going and what's happening with AEW and they're uh what is it full gear that they're working towards yeah yeah so maybe we'll have some more news on that pay-per-view too for everybody else thank you uh, we appreciate you listening to the sports show brought to you by the sports.com or com for norman and myself jim parsons uh, thanks and we will talk to you all next time Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.